Hello and welcome to the City Works portion, part two of the Rouse Review. I'm City Manager Dan Hoffman, and still sitting here with me is Amy Simmons. <laughs> still here. Still here. Uh, okay, we're going to bring Ethan in to talk about public safety radios. Uh, I know he's sitting out in the hallway right now, uh, so let's uh, not waste his time. Let's bring him on in. Okay, welcome Ethan Long. Longenecker. Longenecker. <laughs> Just let and it flow. It <laughs> Longenecker. Longenecker. That and flows off. That flows pretty well. Yeah. It's not Longacre. No. Which for, I think, a, about my first year here, I was like, hey, Ethan Longacre. And no, it's not your name, actually. Longenecker. Longenecker. No. Longenecker. Longenecker? Yeah, just just let just it flow. Think about how tall he is. Longenecker. Long... <laughs> hey, hey there we go. I know no one can see him right now, but uh, he's a tall man. He almost hit the top of the door on the way in. He's not like he, he, no, but he's taller than me. He's tall. This is an older building too. So. Yeah. yeah, and the doors are a little lower. But all right, welcome the very uh, tall <laughs> Ethan Longenecker. Thank you. There we go. Um, all right, so today we're talking radios, and not just the uh, the radio, the walkie talkies you get at formerly Radio Shack. <laughs> where where would you even buy kids walkie talkies these days? Walmart. Walmart. Mm-hmm. Walmart sells them. Okay. Mm-hmm. They were always fun growing up. Getting a a set of walkie-talkies when you were a kid, I was like gold. Of course, now they've got cell phones. When when I was my younger son's age, well, I never had a cell phone when I was a kid uh because they didn't exist, but not that old, but old enough. And, uh, oh, but man, if you had like a a good pair of walkie-talkies as a kid, that was, you were special. (laughs) That was super cool. Um, Yeah. now we've got walkie-talkies around the house, but like I'm always missing one of them or something, or the batteries seems, are the dead. batteries are dead or something. But why doesn't work. when you have text and cell phone? Exactly. I don't. I can't even when I want to like, hey, let's grab the walkie-talkies. <laughs> I'm like, five, you know, five seconds. I'm like, oh right, I've got a cell phone. Just now. text them. But radios and you know, these are, I, you can't eat public safety radios. Um, we don't really call them walkie-talkies <laughs> anymore, but. Uh, the radios for public safety, uh, they're a huge asset. Um, it's a lifeline. It's a lifeline for uh, first responders who are uh, out in very precarious situations, and they have to work everywhere, and they have to work every time, and um, they're a big asset for any local jurisdiction, um, a very expensive asset, but a critical asset. So today we're going to talk a little bit about uh walkie-talkies, uh, a.k.a. public safety radio. So, uh, Ethan, real quick, tell uh, us a little bit about what your role is. Uh, you're in the emergency management department. I am, yeah. department of two people. Yep. <laughs> you and Scott. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've had Scott on before, I think. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you and Scott, tell, uh, tell me a little bit about your role in that team and uh, what it, how the radios plan. Sure. So my current title is Deputy Emergency Management Coordinator. Uh, I was originally hired as the radio manager. Mm -hmm. Um, So part of emergency management, we really have three functions. We manage the radio system, which Mm -hmm. is why we're talking about this today. There you go. Um, We obviously manage the emergency management function on a day-to-day basis. Um, One of my main roles with that is exercises. We're working on planning a bunch Mm -hmm. of exercises right now for the city and actually uh, other stakeholders in the community. Um, we, did a, we did a great one about, what was it, a month ago uh, with the school system preparing yep. for you know, bad things that might happen mm. in school. Exactly. Uh, yep. So it was, uh, that was a great exercise. Yeah. Yeah. And we're continuing to, 
to work with others and continuing to progress with the exercises. Uh, our third function is the drones. So mm -hmm. I'm also a drone pilot and do a lot with drone training as well. Just like Amy. Just Yay. like Amy. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of our, our day to day triple threat of functions that we operate in. Mm -hmm. Um, and then with the radio system, I do all of our subscriber programming, um, manage our maintenance contract with Motorola. Mm -hmm. So when there's system maintenance that needs to be done, I don't do that system maintenance, but I work with our contractors to get that done. Um, back to the subscriber programming if anybody needs something done with their radio i'm the guy that they call and then mm -hmm. if i can fix it myself we fix it if not it can be sent out or uh, we can bring text in or whatever may need to be done with that so awesome so radios mm -hmm. i know we were joking a bit about walkie-talkies and comparing what we currently have to walkie-talkies and if you look at one of the radios that are you know police or fire or um Public services has some as well, I believe. Yep. It's social services. Social services mm -hmm. has some. Uh, you know, they don't look too far off from like a really fancy walkie-talkie, but talk a little bit about what is actually in these devices because, um, yes, your Walmart walkie-talkie might cost you 20 bucks, but these per unit cost roughly what? The new ones we're looking at are about 8500 a piece. Exactly. So a used car. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. The, these are... <laughs> I mean, $8,500, that's a, 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 a amazing vacation, a used car. Uh, what else costs about $8,500? Braces. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, braces. Yeah. All right. So not cheap. No, but not at all. But talk about why. What's, what are the big differences? What do these things have in them? So one of the biggest differences is the coverage factor. If you take one of those little family radios and spread yourself out two mm -hmm. miles, you're not going to be able to talk to each other. Mm -hmm. um, so our system, when it was built, you had to have 95% in-building coverage. And we actually far exceed that in-building coverage throughout the entire city. Oh, that's great. So that's kind of one of the biggest things. Um, it has to work. Mm -hmm. If you're a firefighter in a building and you have a mayday situation and you're calling back to command, it's got to function. Yeah. So that's really the biggest thing is these are tested. These are... They have IP ratings, so I mean they're they're durable. They're they're gonna work. What's when an we IP need rating? Uh, basically, a waterproof rating. Oh, um, it's you can dunk it a certain distance in water and waterproof. Yeah, we don't really do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's not. They're eighty five hundred dollars. Yeah, so hopefully hopefully I'm gonna that. trust the manufacturer on that one. But yeah, so it's we operate on an eight hundred megahertz system, okay. and so we have almost unlimited talk groups as well, where okay. we can have. Um, PD has 16 channels in their home zone, but if we wanted to add a second zone, we can have 16 more talk groups. They could have a third zone with 16 more. So mm -hmm. the possibilities are really limitless as far as how we want to operate tactically on these radios. Um, we have encryption mm -hmm. to where we can keep things private that need to be private. Um, yeah, battery life. These things will last an entire shift without charging, whereas your yeah. little family radios, as no, you know, they they won't last. They very don't. <laughs> so, plus the little family ones are normally shaped like SpongeBob or Mickey Mouse or something <laughs> like that. They're not. They're not the the yeah, GI Joe ones. They're not uh, super professional. Uh, so, but these radios, they don't. They can't op well. They don't communicate point to point. They rely on towers. Correct. We Correct. have two tower sites. One is at Jefferson Street, uh, out behind the new Innovation Center on the water tower. Um, and then we have the one at the Timbrook building. Yeah. So we're a two-tower two site system. And a lot of that's 
you know, we're fortunate in one of one of the benefits of being pretty compact like we are is that we can get by with two towers. Sure. Uh, places like the county that surrounds us, um, the jurisdiction I just came from, you know, you need 15 to 20 towers for, right. for total coverage. And that ain't cheap because no. these things don't work without good tower coverage. Yep. How much does it cost? You know, if someone, if a community needs to put up a tower, how much does that cost roughly? Who you're looking at probably in the range of a million dollars. Wow. I mean, it depends on a lot of factors, but yeah, it's definitely not a cheap endeavor to put up a tower site. Yeah. Or easy. Our last endeavor at Timberbrook was. Yeah, it years. took years, mm-hmm. and there was all kinds of historical improvements that had to be made, oh, wow. and there was balloons that were put up, and they took pictures from all around the city to see what the view was going to be, and <laughs> yeah, it was, I wasn't here for that. That predates me, yeah. but it's interesting to look back at some of the files that are in existence from that time. And well, just thankfully, our boundaries aren't expanding, and we won't need to add any more towers, yeah. but for a jurisdiction that, let's say, needs to you know, plug major holes in their coverage, just like a cell phone provider, you know, they got to put up these towers at a million bucks a pop. So not cheap. No, definitely not. The maintenance also not cheap. We are, you know, we currently have what type of, we have Motorola radios, correct? Yeah. Yep. And we have a Motorola service contract, which we're going to pay for our system multiple times over by the end of that contract. But if we have an issue in the middle of the night, Mm -hmm. Motorola is going to respond to that issue. If it's a high priority issue, if it affects our, coverage if it affects our operations mm-hmm. they're going to be there within i think it's three hours in the middle of the night yeah that's that's pretty good to have that yeah that option absolutely so so if in the current radios we have all you know of course radios just like any technology has a shelf life so where are we at with our particular radios so our current public safety radios are apex 7000s and Ooh, that sounds fancy yeah, very fancy <laughs> the apex 7000 way fancier than the 1000 no oh my kidding. goodness no, <laughs> like but, a t- like a terminator or something. yeah oh this is the t1000 yep so their end of life is 2023 mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. we will no longer be able to get parts for them we won't be able to send them out for service um, so we're in the process of replacing those radios with Apex 8500s, or excuse me, 8000s. The, the price one. is 8500. <laughs> the model is 8000. <laughs> of course, um, right. But those those will have some additional capabilities built into them. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of stuff? So one thing is we have some issues with coverage at the hospital right now. Just okay. the nature of the building itself and the mm-hmm. emergency department and and kind of the wall structure and all that yep. causes some issues with coverage. But our new radios will actually be able to operate on Wi-Fi. So yeah. we can program in the hospital's Wi-Fi connectivity, and then they'll operate just like they would normally hmm. via the Wi-Fi at the hospital. So awesome. that's that's kind of one of the big things right now because it's it. been a, a known issue that we've been trying to solve. <clears throat> now, our guys aren't going to have to like go in there and ask the front desk lady, hey, what's your Wi-Fi password? <laughs> no, that'll all be done in. on my end. Got it, got <laughs> it. The, they'll also be able to be programmed over the air, which is nice. So mm. I can do a firmware update, push it out, and then as soon as the radio is power cycled back at Timbrook and has a Wi-Fi connection, it'll update itself. Nice. Whereas right now we have to go touch every radio to do a firmware update. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's That's a nightmare. Tedious. And how yeah. many radios do we have right now? We have 225 just in public safety. Yes. Oh, okay. And then obviously public services and DSS. And there's a lot of additional radios because we're really, we support the whole of the city. Yeah. We're not just public safety radios. We're, we're across the city. So Gotcha. Gotcha. That's a lot of updating. And that's actually just portables if you include mm-hmm. mobiles and all the vehicles and apparatus that number goes way up. Yeah. So. Now, after 
9-11, obviously there was a, all this talk about interoperability, and for although that still feels like it was not very long ago, that was 20-plus years ago. Yeah. Uh, and these radio systems have changed dramatically in that time frame. Are there still issues with interoperability? Do we, you know, how do we coordinate with neighboring jurisdictions? Tell us about that. Yeah, so there's always slight issues with interoperability. Um, as far as Frederick County currently, they're on a VHF system. And when we built our system, we actually maintained VHF. Uh, we spent some extra money mm -hmm. to do that so that we could have interoperability with the county. Mm -hmm. um, and we interop with Frederick County really on a daily basis with the fire department. Okay. Um, so yeah. we have some permanent patches that are built. So we, we basically just operate as normal with Frederick County. But uh, we don't hear all department. of their chatter. If, we, if our guys are out in the field responding to a call, they're not also getting radio traffic no. from Frederick County. No, they're not. Do we just switch? Is there a switch that gets flipped over? How do we... Uh, yeah, so on the radio, if you were responding into Frederick County, there's just a little button that you basically take from one position to another position, and then you're in the Frederick County VHF zone, and we can interop with them that way. Nice. Now, their future system that they're in the process of planning is UHF, so it's a whole different frequency band. So our new radios that we're looking at purchasing will have a UHF band in yeah. them. UHF so not being the old Weird Al Yankovic <laughs> from the 80s. I'm not familiar with that one. Oh, my goodness. No, All right. So uh, if you're, well, I'm we not going to go down. Or I digress. But uh, if you have a moment, check out uh, UHF, a movie from the 80s by Weird Al Yankovic. It is a hilarious movie. So That's good to there know. you go. A little nugget for everybody. Uh, but know. it has nothing to do with our radio system. Nothing. No, so, but so the new radios will have that UHF band. So as Frederick County gets operational on their new system, mm -hmm. we'll already kind of have addressed that interoperability potential issue with these new radios. So Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And where are they with replacing theirs? Because they, my understanding is that they've got a big... Uh, project that's either about to start or is underway? Yeah, I think they are in the process of planning, I think, okay. at this point. I don't got it. I don't know how far they're at, they are as far as implementation. Yeah, so whether you're in Winchester, Frederick, or really any jurisdiction around, if you see, you know, your your local city manager or your local council saying, Well, you know, we need to borrow five million dollars, ten million, in some places twenty million dollars for a new radio system, uh that's kind of the cost of doing business. You know, we just this year, even though we're not replacing, we're not building towers, we're not adding a bunch of new radios, we're just doing updates and our maintenance contract has an escalator in it. So, yeah, it, I mean, we didn't do anything different, but we you know our costs went up yep. uh, a significant amount this year. And with ours reaching end of life, you know, we're going to have to start the replacement process yep. uh, pretty soon. So thankfully, a little stimulus money will help ease that blow. But, you know, we're still looking at, you know, a million, million two, million three, just to get, you know, the new radios we need. Can we sell the old ones or get some money back? It's not really, no. Because you can't get parts. Nobody yeah, wants it's them. Because they're at end of life. Mm -hmm. So we're actually going to maintain them as a cash. Okay. So there's often, like for Apple Blossom, we have to call in a state cache of radios because okay. we have so many extra first responders yeah. in town for that. Um, so this will be maintained as a cache that we can use for that. We can use for large incidents, whatever they the case might be. They can become the mm. new walkie-talkies. There we go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think my kids are going to use I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to go play paintball and uh, <laughs> use the No, I'm not going to do that before somebody files a complaint. I will not use them for my own personal entertainment. <laughs> Um, 
Okay, well, thank you very much, Ethan, for coming in, explaining yeah, radios. Is there anything we missed? I think we hit all the big topics. Let's ask Ethan. Anything else you want to cover? Yeah, well, anything else we missed? Uh, not off the top of my head. All right. So those was, are radios. I was waiting for some hard questions. Those were all easy questions. Those were all easy questions. Well, next time we'll get you some harder ones. Well, trust me, we could have gone another 15, 20 minutes and <laughs> dug into the signal propagation issues within oh, buildings and everything. Yeah. Uh, you know, but I think... Given given our time and our audience, we probably don't want to get too wonky. We don't want to get into the ionosphere. And... Nope, nope. Okay. I, no, we're not bouncing off any atmospheric layers <laughs> or anything. Uh, Ethan, thanks for coming in. Uh, and yeah, well, we'll we never. When will we see him again? Will we? Ever, I'll see him around, but maybe we'll bring him in for another. Oh, I know when we should bring him in. We should bring him back in uh, when we start doing some of these exercises. We can do that. Because we're planning a big full-scale exercise. Full-scale in October, October 1st. Uh, we should talk about full-scale emergency management exercises. We can do that. Awesome. That'd be, that would be good. Thank you very much, Ethan. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. All right, there goes Ethan Longenecker. Very long, good. Long and not long an acre. No. Long, not long acre. No. Long an acre. Right. There goes Ethan Longenecker. It's such a tall good, Ethan Longenecker. Such a fitting name for him. <laughs> He's a good guy. Yes. Uh, and it, you know, when you have a department of two people, mm-hmm. having two really competent, good people that care about what they do is uh, very important. Absolutely. Uh, so we are lucky to have him, just like everybody we, we bring on. I don't think you'll ever hear on this show us bring somebody on and be like, well, that person's a waste of space. Well, for one, we don't hire those people. But, exactly. But two, we wouldn't have them on the show if we did. That's true. <laughs> We're pretty selective. So you're kind of getting the cream of the crop on this show. That's right. Um, so anyways, there goes there goes Ethan, part of the part of the cream of the crop. Right. Um, if you are more if you are interested in learning more about our public safety radio system, uh, these are the types of things we discuss at the Public Health and Safety Committee meeting, which meets mm-hmm. uh, normally the third Wednesday of of each month. Uh, if not, every, sometimes it says every other month, but uh, it meets the third Wednesday of the month. At five. At five o'clock. So that's where we, when these uh, big changes or improvements uh, to our radio system, they get discussed there first. Right. All righty. Uh, so thanks for sticking around for part two. I uh, hope you check in next time when we will talk about Trees. Trees. Talking about trees, trees next time. Yeah, fitting because it's perfect time to plant in around October time frame. All right. So we're going to talk about how you plant trees, the city tree system, our Tree City USA, and anything else you want to know. Trees, trees, trees. All right. Trees, trees, trees. Next time. Thanks for sticking around. We'll see you around City Hall.